Here we are. It is season three already. Mm. What what a journey. Yeah, from just being, you know, one of your top listened to uh, episodes to now <laughs> just being on the show, you know. Yeah, a, a permanent fixture. Yeah, just trying to, I'm in it for the clout. Yeah, right. Because uh, you uh, should now be uh, plugging your gaming channel uh, as we're going through. Yeah, I mean, it's trying to get some views, trying to get some sponsors, you know, it, again, until I start streaming on Twitch, we're just gonna, we're just gonna take away. I got a few DMs, but not, nothing yet. Okay, all right. It, it'll grow, slow growing. It'll grow. Plant uh, seeds. So um, before we jump too far down the rabbit hole of our own life, Let's talk a little bit about what we're doing for season three. Uh, so we've we've made some changes. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want to tell the listeners what those changes have been? Yeah. So we're we're not going to just uh, you know hear ourselves talk. Uh, we're going to be bringing some guests. We put out a feeler, and we've got a few nibbles. We've got some some uh, some pretty good guests that are on the way, uh, and we're hoping that it's going to just continue to grow. And that will be our primary um, method of the podcast is interviewing folks. Uh, they'll share it to their friends and we're going to take it to the moon. Yeah. Uh, just like the GameStop stock. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, excellent. Uh, we won't do episodes every week. Uh, we'll do episodes every other week. Uh, gives me a little bit of time to uh, edit uh, and get uh, life figured out. Uh, Max, this is a year of transition for the both of us. We got some big life transition transitions happening. Yeah. Uh, years coming a little later down the down the road. Yeah, I'm getting married in uh, about three months because you know tomorrow will be the first. Uh, and Doesn't so that feel crazy? It is crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're also looking for a brand new house, fixing up ours. Um, but you know, Mr. McLean, I don't, I don't know if you have shared with the folks your, your big developments. Yeah. So, um, around the time that we wrapped season two, uh, I had applied for a job that, uh, you sent me Max, uh, via Snapchat. Um, I got that notification and like literally an hour later I had submitted my materials, uh, and, um, it all worked out. And so I've left. Uh, I have joined my compatriots uh, and folks who have left Monmouth, uh, and now I am the assistant dean for campus life over at Knox College, just down the road. Yeah, one of the greatest portrayals in anime history. <laughs> oh my god! And now we can just sit here and uh, talk about strategic plans and you know focus groups and how you know those you know we're probably not going to be on them, but you know. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never been more desperate for the Monmouth tea. Uh, and now that I am not uh, on the inside, I just don't know anything. But you yeah. know what? At the same time, it's, it's it feels great. Uh, it's it a, hell a hell of a, hell drug. of a drug. Yeah. That uh, is legal and, in Illinois, but not in Tennessee. And, and I'll tell you what, uh, the, um, the coolest part of uh, my new role is the fact that I am now Dean McLean. Dean McLean super supervising machine. Ooh, that's, I that's mean, tough. Yeah. 
Uh, well, um, yeah, so that's what's going on with us. Uh, we got well, a new new role. Uh, I got twins on the way. Uh, I don't know if I've dropped that yet on the podcast. Uh, and uh, so twins coming in June. I'm going to be a whole a whole father. A whole dad. I almost have a ponytail. 2021 is <laughs> getting wild. <y'all. laughs> 2021 is going to be a wild ride. And what's even crazier is right now, if you use Jake and Max 50, you can get 50% off a, you know, if you guys, sorry, retracted. If you all need us to come to your campus, be virtual speakers, really get the T on what needs to change at your institution. Just let us come by. Yeah. We're also great strategic planning facilitators. Yeah, we are. Uh, and so rather than paying a consultant yeah, you know, tens of twenties of hundreds of thousands of dollars, you can pay us, you know, somewhere under 10 grand. Yeah. We're negotiable. We are. Yeah. Hey, our DMs are open. A wide for any open. Kind of contractual obligations that you may need your university, college, or community. And just just so you know, I'm going to be cracking a cold can of liquid death for every episode uh, in the hopes that we finally land a sponsor. And I'm going to crack a can of Zevia to hope that we land Zevia because I love their product. And you know what? Uh, Hopefully that takes off just like uh, GameStop stock. Yeah. So uh, we've got a great show for you tonight in our fraternity brother uh, Rodolfo Garcia. Uh, Rodolfo is a, a senior at Monmouth. He is the outgoing chapter president of Zeta Beta Tau, uh, the fraternity which Max and I both advise uh, and we're members of ourselves. Uh, yeah, and if, and if you've made it this far, um, thank you uh, yeah. for your support and mm-hmm. uh, listening to us just chat about random things random life leadership and laughs yeah uh so i uh, enjoy this interview uh that we did with uh rodolfo we were hoping to wrap season two with rodolfo uh but then uh life happened uh and now rodolfo opens uh season three so we're looking forward to the life leadership and laughs journey we thank you for sticking around with us uh for the first time of season three my name is jake mclean and i'm max Sizer. And you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. For Jake McLean and Rodolfo Garcia... Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Tonight on the tonight ones and on twos. The on the what? On the ones and twos. I don't know. They used to say it on the radio. I'm not sure why, but Okay. I'll have to look that up. You know, I bet Dwayne Bonifer could tell me. You probably could. Probably. Rodolfo, how are you? I'm doing pretty okay as as of right now, you know, I'm just kind of working on finishing finals week and stuff. But you know, it's going. As, yeah. as good as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Did you forget that you were a student like in the last four days? <laughs> yeah. More, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, 
I've been seeing memes, and this is really prevalent because like a lot of the memes say that this is like the fourth Sunday in a row, and it's honestly huh. really true because every single day since Thanksgiving has felt like a Sunday. Yeah, we've actually been saying the same thing too. It's like, oh, it feels kind of like, oh, we go back to work. No, we don't. Like, whoops. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? How are you enjoying your break? It's been hard to uh, turn my mind off from work. I'm not sure if Jake is feeling the same way, but I think that's just been one thing that's been challenging. Mm. Say a little bit more about that, Max. Yeah. Well, thanks for your humble inquiry, uh, Mr. McLean. Uh, you know, it's just uh, maybe Rodolfo can, can attest to this, that this is like the first real break uh, in a long time. And so it's kind of hard to even feel like any sense of like relief because there's still time to go uh like I still have to meet with students but yeah I don't know Rodolfo any thoughts on that maybe what you're experiencing what you're feeling thoughts yeah so I mean on top of like senioritis you know you have all of these things coming together with the pandemic um like not knowing whether or not I'll be back on campus next semester, not, not for any personal reasons, but just because you never know with, you know, the way the pandemic is going. And so, I don't know, we just live in a lot of uncertainty, but like the only thing that I know that has been certain is that I'm going to have a break. And so I'm very like, you know, very like, I don't know, I'm really trying to take advantage of the time that I have off. But um, I think a lot of seniors can attest or a lot of students in general can just like, reiterate that you know we feel like we've been running on our last fumes for the past year not just semester so it's like you know at this point what 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 energy or where can we find the energy to keep going for the next you know semester or so to finish strong so it's just a matter of figuring that out and regenerating and taking time it's like you're chasing that feeling that you have uh, when you have slept in for an insane amount of time, uh, but not for your body, but for your soul. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, trying to trying to find that and figure that out uh, is wild. Um, I, uh, Max, you had said uh, maybe that I was uh, with you in the same boat of having a hard time turning off work. I'm having a hard time turning on work. Um, I hit my, uh, like this last week, uh, I was like, stick a fork in me. I'm done. Uh, I, uh, haven't been able to, uh, motivate myself to like literally do anything, um, at home, at work, whatever. Uh, and so, um, like my mind is a buzz with all of the things I do have to do. Uh, but I just like. I sit down and I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, so, but I was pretty productive today. Today I woke up, I made myself a cup of joe and um, I had to uh, go drive uh, uh, out to Monmouth and uh, pick up a package for, uh, for our officer uh, installation for ZBT today. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and then I came home and I uh, started raking my leaves. Uh, and my front yard is leaf free. So raking leaves sucks. Uh, Indeed. 
I'm at your back. So, yeah, I told Rodolfo earlier that uh, I am slowly becoming the rural Midwestern uh, dad trope. Uh, just like, oh man, I gotta gotta get these goddamn leaves out of the yard. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I I enjoyed it. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, I also enjoyed cleaning my house this past weekend, and I just I don't know who I am anymore. Please, please send help. Maybe one more uh, like conclave, but you know, once this is all over, we'll just reignite it. Just some tomfoolery in Indianapolis. Honestly, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so since we have our uh, since we have our guest on tonight, uh, let's. Uh, Let's let the listeners know a little bit more about you, Rodolfo. So, so tell the tell the good listeners who you are, uh, and um, yeah, what's been going on. So I'll just start off with some basic info. My name is Rodolfo Garcia. I am a senior at Monmouth College. I'm a political science major. I am from the city of Chicago, um, near Wrigleyville, so the north side, and um, and yeah, I mean. I'm in my fourth year uh, being at college. I was um, the previous president of ZBT. I held another executive board position prior to that, which was risk prevention and wellness director. And so I've been involved in the fraternity for the past two years since my sophomore year. Um, And with that, I've been somewhat involved on campus with other small organizations, some of which don't exist anymore, but um, you know, I still managed to get my hands on a couple of things. And so like, yeah, I mean, I'm a senior and I'm at a point where I'm very much aware of, you know, the change that is going to come, you know, once I get my diploma and I'm no longer um, allowed back at Monmouth as a student. <laughs> and so a, a part of it's kind of scary because, you know, I've been cruising through college without having a set goal, not a set goal, but like more like a set idea of what I want to be and where I want to go after I graduate. Um, a part of me wanted to check out grad school, but I wasn't really into the idea of doing school again, um, at least not for now. And if the time does come where I want to, then I probably will take up the opportunity. But I think right now I'm sort of focused on finding a job um which kind of sucks because the economy is not in a great place right now but you know it is what it is um but you know yeah i mean a lot of it's just figuring out what i'm gonna do and i think i'm taking you know this taking this this sort of check mark in my collegiate life of finishing my presidency at zbt as sort of like a new step in a better direction of just trying to figure out and using these next couple months as um, just time for myself and really set some groundwork on what I want to do after I graduate. But, you know, it's, it's been cool. It's been great. I loved my experience at ZBT. Um, I loved my experience at Monmouth. I will say the first two years were better than the last two, but you know, it is, I think that's many people can attest to that possibly. So. Yeah, that was, uh, you gave you gave us a lot to work with there. So oh, yeah. um, I think Rodolfo, one of the reasons I said, "Hey, you should join me on my podcast tonight," uh, is because um, I don't know. I have been fascinated 
Uh, I said uh, during um, our call today that uh, Rodolfo's executive board max uh, is uh, has been uh, one of my favorite um, e-boards to work with as chapter advisor. Um, Rodolfo has been one of my favorite presidents to work with. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody at headquarters, in fact, I have heard people at headquarters say the exact same thing. Uh, and so, um, you know, one of the things that uh, interested me is just uh, your uh, your approach to leadership and how you tackled everything, all the challenges and uh, all of these things. Uh, like, you might not have a set plan, but uh, I think you'll you'll find a groove pretty easily. Yeah, and I feel like the word that comes to mind is grit, um, which would definitely describe how uh, your presidency went. It felt like anytime there were challenges, you definitely acknowledged them, but were quick to say, okay, well, how are we going to navigate this? How are we going to manage this? And how are we going to move on? So that was one thing that I, I definitely noticed kind of more from afar that it seemed like when we were in those those points um, or valleys, you were there to just kind of pick everyone back up and keep the shit moving forward. Yeah, so I guess to start off, it's like the only prior position of like leadership that I've had before presidency was risk prevention and wellness director. And I can say that about my entire pretty much education, like since grade school, middle school, like that's probably the only real piece of official leadership that I've taken on. And so I don't know. I mean, I think something just switches when you have the title of being president. It's kind of like there's an expectation of you to be something and to be um, the example of like other people in the fraternity. So I definitely took that to heart. And, you know, one of the very few things that people know about me is that, you know, when I'm dedicated to something, when I am passionate about something, then I'm gonna go all in for it. And so, you know, from afar, some people don't know me and I've had classes with and, you know, group projects, probably not my best thing because, you know, I'm not passionate about almost every single thing that I've you know, been assigned. And so from afar, you can kind of see that, oh, he seems pretty like floaty, like his mind is somewhere else. And usually, you know, if, if my mind is somewhere else, it was on ZBT or, you know, my, my relationship. And so I think just having that mindset of always wanting to do something and having um, just more expectations for the people in the chapter or from the people in the chapter was a driving force. Um, a lot of it was support from you two and like uh, advisors and what you guys did for me and the way you guys sort of took me under your wing in certain cases. Um, like it really does help and shape a person when they have people who have had positions of power, not power of leadership. <laughs> I want to, you know, have you guys sort of mentor and give tips and um, ask ask that leader sort of me in this position of like, how am I doing? What am I doing? And um, what's the next step to get better? And so I think that's the approach that I took with the chapter. It's a lot of it was, you know, where are we? What are we doing? And what is the next step? And, you know, I've had people like Keegan tell me that, you know, how did you do it? You know, he's like, at this point, I think I saw both 
previous presidents who were very much burnt out and you still have that energy and that spunk. And I jokingly told him that I wanted to die inside, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's like, as much as it's all difficult, I know at the end, it's gonna be much more fulfilling if we pull through and um, do what we said we were gonna do. And so I think, I think just having the satisfaction of being an accomplished executive board and chapter during a pandemic, um, with multiple obstacles in the way was very, um, I don't know, for me, it was motivation. It wasn't like, oh, I got to go through this. This sucks. This blows. I'm going to give up. It's like, oh, okay, how do I sort of adapt? And I think adapting is, 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 a, is a trait that a lot of people forget that they need. You need to be able to, to adapt and like not necessarily mold into your environment, but use your environment to the best of your ability and see where that takes you. Yeah, Rodolfo, you started that um, you started that off by saying um, that you haven't had like a position uh, and having the title of president kind of forced a switch. Um, but then you went on to describe how it switched and what you've done since the switch. And almost none of that had to do with the title or position of anything. Uh, and it had everything to do with uh, like who you are as a person. Uh, and so, uh, uh, and I think that my friend, uh, my brother uh, is what uh, I, um, what I needed other people to be able to listen to. Um, and uh, for you to share with us I don't know how that, uh, how it all came to be. And um, I remember, uh, so I've told you, uh, Rodolfo, that this is my favorite story of working with you. Um, and it was just com a completely random happenstance that uh, the stars aligned and this thing happened. But um, like, I knew that you were gonna be the president uh, at, at that recruitment event. Um, so I'll paint, I'll paint, I'll paint the, the scene or set the scene for the rest of the listeners. Um, <clears throat> we had just gotten rained out from a recruitment event that was supposed to be outside. Uh, and uh, we had no idea what we were gonna do. And we uh, said, okay, well, uh, let's just play video games in the house. I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's lunchtime, have people eaten? And so I said, let's make some food. How about some chorizo and eggs? And uh, then the, uh, eat chorizo and eggs and play video games became a running theme of events that we did uh, because I love to cook uh, and Rodolfo hooked me up with a Bluetooth speaker uh, and you know the rest is history uh, but on the way to the grocery store I got to hear about how Rodolfo had gone to one of our uh, headquarter events and um, you know his experience and uh, how it fueled the ZBT fire for him and he said um, or you remember the exact words you said, Rodolfo? Because I do. You use this story every time, but yes, that's that I was that I was hungry. Yeah, he he was hungry uh, to uh, get out uh, and uh, you know uh, do the damn thing for the fraternity, and goddamn that got my leadership brain just like bubbling up. Uh, but like I said, man, the. Uh, the switch of assuming the responsibility of president very little to do with the title and uh, like basically everything 
uh, to do with who you are as a person. And so um, when you think about uh, your leadership and, and the motivation that you had, the work ethic really that you had, uh, can you think of any other moments uh, or like who else is living that? Um, like where, where does that leadership philosophy come from? Um, you know, is it something that you've always just had in the back of your mind or is it modeled after somebody? I don't know. In terms of leadership, I haven't really modeled myself or like, you know, looked up to anyone in particular about like the way they conduct their, themselves and so on and so forth. But when it comes to like hard work, I definitely like look at my family and what they have done for themselves. And so it's sort of just an unspoken truth that, you know, we have to be hardworking. And I think you realize that you need stamina. And so having that stamina and that experience and sort of, you know, I'm gonna use my father in particular, just having watched him work multiple jobs as a kid and then, you know, seeing him not like give up for anything. Like, you know, he, he was sick, he wouldn't call off. He, there were times where he could have called off. He had a, sh a load of vacation days racked up and he never used them because he just felt like he was not tired and he was not worn out. And so, I mean, that can lead to a couple complications, but I think at the end of it, you kind of see that, you know, I, I did model my hard work and my determination to finish something once I started it from, from him and the way, you know, he kind of carried himself. It's like, if you start something, you're gonna, you're going to have to finish it. And if you're gonna finish it, might as well finish it to the best of your ability. And so definitely something pretty simple cliche, but definitely something that I noticed as a kid. And I think, you know, it just stuck to me. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I'm I'm curious now that you mentioned uh, kind of where that comes from a little bit. Uh, have you ever told your dad that? Not really, no. Mm. <laughs> uh, you should, uh, because uh, if he's anything like my dad, he'll like just sit there and accept it for a second. Uh, and then you'll walk out of the room and he'll just be like, <coughs> just lose his cookies, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, side note, that like, I don't really talk a lot about like what I do with ZBT with my parents. So they're unaware of the like top five chapter in the nation, all this stuff, you know, they're like, oh, that's nice. That's cool. Like, I don't really know what it means. Yeah. But I think if they were to like see all of this stuff and like were able to understand it, they would get the hint that, you know, I, I derived or I got the hard work from or the determination and that stamina from my father. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly difficult to try and explain the fraternity world to folks who just aren't in it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it just, you always get the, you pay for your friends. So it's a cult. Um, I mean, yeah, it is, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> Uh, but you mentioned, you know, just talking about seeing your dad work so hard and not wanting to use those vacation days. Um, what do you see yourself doing during your vacation uh, from school during this holiday break? Well, 
a part of it is me finishing up what I left off, you know, like I mentioned, I got to finish what I started. And so that entails a little bit of ZBT related stuff, but a lot of it will be me working, you know, um, I'll be working, I'll be trying to get some money to bring back for the spring semester. So it's like a nonstop grind, but I do take time for myself. And I, you know, whenever I go home or whenever I am home, I'm out here playing Arkham City or replaying the entire Arkham series and, you know, taking my time with it, trying to trying to get 100% completion. <laughs> and so like, you know, I, I do find time for things that I like. And this past semester, I definitely definitely discovered more of like, a passion for like the arts and things that are more artsy. And so I've been trying to get more into painting, um, mainly with like acrylic and like canvases. And so that's been pr going pretty well for me. And so if I get the time, if I find some of the resources that I can get out here, I'll probably stick to that and do some of those things as well. Yeah, you know, one of the general themes of the show uh, this whole season, given the pandemic and everything has been, how do we find time to take care of ourselves and, um, you know, uh, where are we spending our energy? Um, but, <clears throat> you know, I'm your advisor. And so I, uh, um, I already know the answer to this, uh, but has it always been easy for you to be able to find the time uh, to take care of yourself uh, in this nonstop grind? No, <laughs> and it hasn't been easy. Um... A lot of it is because I, I didn't think about it. And, you know, I, I rethink of what I said about, you know, the president title making me a leader. I think the title gave me a pressure of needing to be always on top of things. And so as much as I would like to say that it motivated me and all that stuff, I, I do believe that it was more of a pressure nothing that I, you know, I'm not upset with it, but at the fact that, you know, I, had some misguided judgment of times where I could have taken time off for myself. And I kind of let that sort of pressure of being president and such to push me to be like, oh, well, you can't take any days off. You gotta be working. You have to make sure that everything's top tier. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, I had a cloud of judgment. And so I, I didn't really recognize a lot of the opportunities for um, just taking time for myself. It was difficult. And on top of that, I had um, being in a relationship, you dedicate time to that. And then school, you dedicate time to that. And um, worrying about finances, you know, you're sort of all over the place. And the break is, I don't know, for me, I, I did not know what a break was because I tried playing video games. And I'm like, well, I don't enjoy this. Like I'm not having fun, even though I'm playing something like I'm not paying attention. And then you just, I just tried finding new things. And until, until the very end, you know, something finally clicked and that was, you know, the whole painting thing, but then that was all the way until the end. And so like, you know, something that I wanted to do, um, I wasn't going to be able to use that as an outlet during my presidency anymore. Just so, so yeah, I mean, it, it took, trial and error of just trying things out, but yeah, I found, I found something finally, so. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Max, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to hear, I mean, yourself talking about pressure, because I think, you know, Jake and I as both 
as presidents can definitely relate to the just like the mindset of I have to always be on um, can be really difficult to navigate and yeah you know log in on the things you, you used to like um, and play like video games like just may not spark the joy anymore um, and so as you've been you know you've found new hobbies new interests during your time during the pandemic has that influenced at all of what you're thinking job-wise after you're done at Monmouth or, or can you tell us a little bit about that of just kind of, you know, you're, you're majoring in political science, but you know, if you could do any kind of job, what would that be? Yeah. So, I mean, none of the hobbies that I've really picked up have really like inspired me or pertain a lot to what I want to do in the future or after college in particular. Um, but I guess an idea that, I don't know, I've just been very oriented with like sociology and looking at human behavior and human patterns and things that people like. And so like, I like to believe that I have a sixth sense to some extent. So whenever I'm in a room, I can tell what people are thinking, what they're feeling. Like I'm capable of like stepping out and like looking at the scenario for what it is rather than being a part of it. And so I'm a very observant person. And so like, I'm just looking for jobs or thinking about jobs or something that I want to do that requires me to be observant and understanding like human pattern and behavior and I guess doing research making studies off of that I'm not entirely sure like I'm just very interested in like sociology and stuff trends all right well my career development brain is uh, is going off so uh gives me something to follow up uh when we get back in the spring Nice. And like poli-sci has definitely like given me some sort of insight on what I want to do. Um, I took some pre-law classes and I did a couple, I had a couple of classes pertaining to like um, political parties and like canvassing and campaigning and all of that stuff. And so that was fun. And also that it sort of requires that sociology mentality of understanding people and what they like and their preference. So I, I do think when it comes to to that with working on observing people, I think that's something that I want to definitely put um, my effort into, you know? Yeah. Yeah, my brain is running in overdrive right yeah. now. I th- uh, yeah, you've got plenty of options and, and maybe even grad school might be an option. And it just might be like, through this break, you're like, fuck, I need some time to just chillax. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, for me, my like really grad school decision didn't happen until the spring semester. So you never know. There's plenty of time. Yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Well, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what uh, road to take. And um, the way you described uh, uh, the sociology component of, you know, wanting to see how people operate and uh, yeah uh, that's why I did my organizational leadership masters uh, and uh, now I think about operationally uh, and organizationally how um, how people are working together you know or not uh, together or not together uh, and how to uh, you know uh, observe hidden agendas and how that's impacting a team so to learn more about that, you can, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, 
visit the, thesis. Uh, visit the sponsor of today's episode, Jake Speaks uh, Leadership Lord. Coaching. Uh, yeah. Uh, but no, um, I think we've both said it uh, to you now, Rodolfo, is um, <laughs> you're going to be able to do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Uh, honestly, uh, like it might be a tough road, uh, at first, but, um, life, life's a highway um, yeah, and you're going to ride it. So, yeah. um, I mean, it just, it, you'll find your path and sometimes that path may change and that's okay, but you've got the grit that is needed to persevere through the challenges that are going to happen yeah. in your next stages. Yeah, like I'm excited to see what comes, but also like, you know, nervous, not really yeah. knowing a lot, but. Well, during a pandemic, uh, multiple pandemics, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, quite quite literally understandable. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, uh, Rodolfo, uh, I want to uh, take our interview to, to a close, uh, but I'm wondering before we do that, uh, if there's any advice you would give to anybody who's trying to practice leadership, whether they've got a position or not, um, if you had to give them the Rodolfo Garcia special when it comes to leadership, uh, what would you tell them? See, I, I think leaders always think that they have to be the most vocal and the most, you know, like, I don't know just like vocal and stands out the most. But I, I think leaders come from observing and um, sitting back and taking in a lot of the information. And so definitely sit there and pay just pay attention to what's going on in the environment and see what you can do to apply some sort of change or solution um, or ask questions and ask what people are thinking because I think that's one of the few things that people also forget is that a leader um, takes into account everybody, not just themselves. And so if you feel like you have a plan for an entire organization, um, I don't know, you might not be a leader, um, might be some self-interest there. But if you ask the entire organization, if there's a plan that we want to achieve towards, then that's when you have sort of that aspect of being a leader and recognizing that, okay, um, these people might be putting their trust in me, so I should trust them and ask them what they like and sort of combine those ideas. So I, I guess, yeah, I mean, just trust the people around you or the people that you're working with in particular and um, observe the situation and ask questions rather than take on charge sometimes. And when you have a solution, definitely take on that charge. You know, Like when you feel like you're confident, invite people to take the charge with you. And that's my preaching to, to leadership. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I uh, couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. Yeah, I mean, bringing people in, asking people questions, not just doing it yourself. Uh, and Rodolfo, that's exactly why uh, I say what I say when I say uh, you're going to do whatever uh, you want to do. And it's going to be, uh, uh, you're going you're gonna to do big things. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to what you do after you're, uh, you're done at Monmouth. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Excited. Well, you should be. And so before we uh, let you go, is there anything else that we didn't discuss that you would like to discuss or any um, anything you need to plug? Um, uh, 
I really hate social media, man. It okay. Yeah. I do it kind of does, yeah. Um, I do recommend watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix if you haven't watched it already. I haven't. It's a really good movie. Yeah. A documentary, documentary about like um, the experiences of a lot of people who work with a lot of these companies mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley, like Google, Facebook, and so on. And, you know, their observation is that we're being marketed, you know, like we see stuff and we think that they're marketing towards us or we're the ones that are being marketed and all of our phones have these algorithms. I mean, it's self-explanatory, you know, like we, we search up something and obviously you're going to see, let's say I, I Google shoes, it's going to pop up on my Facebook feed, you know, stuff from finish line to full locker. Um, and you know, just realizing that we're being sort of drawn into our phones a lot and a lot of the social traditional things and social aspects of like everyday life are like no longer present, you know, something, they said something about, you know, we, we use our phones as sort of like a shield whenever we are in uncomfortable situations. So if I see someone who's like handing out flyers or whatever on the street and he's handing them out to everybody passing by, my automatic shield will be to hop on my phone to make it seem like I'm being distracted and I'm not paying attention just to avoid that communication. And so like, I'm, ju- I'm just seeing it as like, technology is a very good thing, but to what extent, you know, it's kind of just artificial BS and I'm, I'm not with it. That's, that's my two cents on that. Yeah. So nothing to, nothing to plug, uh, buy, buy his art, uh, but yeah, don't connect go. with him on social media. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you can, you know, I mean, I use it <laughs> and that's the unfortunate thing, you know, that I use it and I, I have no problem using it, but I think growing up, I'm going to come to a certain point where I'm just like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't need this. Yeah, when they have like virtual like chat rooms on Facebook, you're like, I did that. I already had that for a whole semester. Like, for that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so where, where do you where do you work during your your time? Um, I work at Mariano's, which All is right. owned by Kroger, and it is uh, it's basically a grocery store in the Midwest okay. region from Wisconsin to like Northern Illinois. All right, well, go visit Rodolfo and leave a good tip. Um, so, yeah. I work in the produce section, so all right. stacking fruit and such. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, Rodolfo, uh, thanks so much uh, for joining us. Listeners, thank you for uh, listening to today's episode. Uh, Max, take us home. For Jake McLean and Rodolfo Garcia, I'm Max Sizer. Thank you and good night.